Welcome to Our Tribe, the podcast that sits down with Jewish professionals and entrepreneurs to hear their stories, share their advice, and bear their Jewish souls. Now here's your host, Rabbi Tovia Kopsty. Welcome back to Our Tribe, the podcast. This is your host, Rabbi Tuvia Kopstein. And in this episode, we have the pleasure of sitting down with media giant, Malia Feivelson, who started as a base Yaakov girl from the five towns and was driven towards a career in media, starting with radio, eventually developing her own video promotion brand, events planning brand, her own podcast. And Malia is a rising star who already has a very big following We're going to learn from Malia what it means to keep it real in a world that is obsessed with the fake and the impermanent. We're going to learn how to stick to your values and a lot of other insights along the way. We know you'll enjoy this episode with Malia Feibelson. Welcome back to Our Tribe, the podcast. And we are super excited to have today as our guest, Malia Feibelson from New York. How are you, Malia? I'm great. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Thank God. Okay, so Malia, I instead of introducing you, I would just like you to tell our audience, what is it that you do? So it's a very interesting question. Everybody says, what's your title? And I'm like, how can I put a title on who I am? I'm Malia. That's who I am. I don't define myself by a job or if I'm a podcaster. I know a lot of people say I'm an accountant. No, I'm a person. My name is Malia. What I do is I inspire people through videos. I go around the world. I travel. Um, yesterday I was in Times Square and I walked up to a guy and I just said, are you happy? And he's like, you know what? I really am. Like I would, I'm starting to do what I love to do. Um, I'm very into my, my mantra is live. Don't just exist. So many people these days walk around basically like dead, you know, and they're alive, but they're not living. And I think that the reason people aren't living is because people are not doing what they love. And, I said, I don't want to sell myself for a job. I want to actually find inside of me what I want to do and do that. I started off making one, one minute videos on LinkedIn every single day, just motivation, inspiration. And from there I started, you know, interviewing people on the street for a minute. I also have a podcast, HebrewHitsRadio.com. I decided I want to motivate people to be successful. That's what I love to do. I want everybody to be successful. So I created a networking event last year. I was 24 years old. I said, at 24, I'm going to have a networking event under my belt. And I did it. We had 200 people sign up for my event. And that I, I was only on social media for six months at that point. I had a smartphone for about like seven, eight months at that point as well. And I created this event. I said, I want to have it. So I did that as well. All these little, little steps to actually helping me create my ultimate goal, which I'm not going to reveal now, but I've been working the past three years for this goal that I have in mind. And it's really, really about, I'll give you the idea. It's really about taking people from, from like a low point and showing them you don't have to live that way anymore. You don't have to be a victim to any of your struggles, any of your challenges. Everybody has a struggle. Everybody has a challenge, but when you go through life and you see someone super successful, sometimes when you're stuck in bed and you can't get out of bed, you say that person's so successful. Like I can't be that way. Like I'm just going to stay in bed. Like I'm struggling so much. But when I take a person who's super successful and I talk to them about when they were in bed and when they couldn't get out of bed, when they were, you know, feeling like they were a victim to to a very big struggle. And when I when I show that they're successful today, it gives those people hope that says we don't have to stay here. We can actually lift ourselves up. So that's really what I want to do. I want to lift people up in this world. I want to inspire people 
to be successful and to be who they are. It's all about you. Don't be someone else. Be who you are. Wow. Okay. So if I have it correct, are you saying that there are successful people there who started from a place of depression, who were at one point in the time in their lives at, at a place where they were very low and you have to find, you have to, I imagine that's not every successful person. It's interesting that you say not every successful person. If you study successful people, which is what I do, I study successful people. Okay. I have found a common thread. Every successful person that I have studied has not had it easy. Every single person, let's say for instance, Donald Trump, I don't know if you're a fan, not a fan, doesn't matter. Let's say Donald Trump. If you think of the guy, you think, wow, he's super successful. You know how many people bash him? The entire world, half the world, well, you see the world bashes him. If somebody bashed me every single day, do you think I could get out of bed? Do you think I want to live if someone's bashing me every single day? But Trump comes back stronger every single day. And that is why he's an inspiration to me because not political, political, I don't talk politics is politics aside. It's just the person and what he went through. That's what I see. I see a person and his struggle and his success. He wakes up every single day. I don't know because I don't see him, but I'm assuming from what I see, he, he pushes back every single time. People don't stop him. People don't, by getting pushed down, he just continues to grow. So if you study successful people, Grant Cardone, he had a very, 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 very difficult childhood. His father passed away. His brother passed away. And look what he, he made, you know, he made a crazy amount of money for himself and a crazy success. He has a beautiful family, two beautiful children. And the common thread that I realized with successful people is you cannot become successful by just having an easy life, you know? Um, and, and that's really, I'm trying to connect something to this water bottle that I have in front of me. But for example, if I want to fill up this water bottle, right, with water and I didn't know how I would do that, but I just left it in one spot, right? I, I'll lift it up so you can see. I left this water bottle on the table. It was empty, but coming from right above the ceiling, every day would make one drip into this water bottle. Drip, 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 drip. You would not see any change. You wouldn't. You'd be like, oh my gosh, when is it getting full? When is it getting full? One drop a day? One drop a day. When is it getting full? You're like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? Like, why can't it just be full right away? Why can't my water bottle just be full with water right away? This is how successful people are. They make a drip every single day of their life. One tiny drip they don't even notice. And then after however many days, how many days, how many days, Rabbi, do you think it would take to fill up this water bottle with one drip? Let's say it's 16.9 fluid ounces. It could take 500 days, maybe. 500 days, that's your number? That's what I guess. I feel like I want to actually test it out. Leave a water bottle and do one tiny drip every single day. I don't know if I will because it will spill, but maybe maybe I'll try it out and I'll see how many days. But this is really what successful people are all about. They do one little drip every single day, no matter their challenge, no matter their struggle, you know, and they fill up an entire water bottle. And that's how somebody becomes successful. That's uh-huh. what I think. So your goal is to take is to find people that are low somehow. I'm sure you'll you'll that's through networking, they'll find you and show them stories of successful people. I don't want to reveal if you said you don't want to reveal exactly what you're going to do, but, yeah. <laughs> and show them that to be successful, they, they have to just do a little bit every day. And get a little bit every day, but to show them that, you no, know, my, my point is not only showing them, but my point is hope. There's hope. And you don't have to be stuck where you're at. You know, you have two, you have two choices in life. 
when you have a struggle, you can be a victim or you can overcome it and really like, like face those challenges, obviously work through them. Don't ignore that they're there, but overcome those challenges and make a life for yourself that you love. So many people have a struggle in life and they think they're nothing. They think that's it. They're done. They have to give up. That's not the truth. The truth is there is another side, the side of success, the side of living your best life. Success does not have to mean money. Success could mean if you love to, let's say, paint and you want to paint the portrait every single day, that could be your success that you get out of bed and every single day you paint a painting. It doesn't, success, I'm not correlating it with money. I'm correlating it with who you are, (coughs) finding out who you are inside and really like becoming that person. Okay. Now, Malia, you also do, as far as I, as far as I understand, you do some, you do video work. You said you travel around the world. Like, can you tell me about, about what you're doing with your videos? Yeah. So this is super exciting. So I travel around, I've been to Alaska, which is super cool. I like to interview people in cool places. So, and I also do one minute. I walk up to random people on the street. I've gone to Miami beach. I've gone to Israel. I've gone to many places. And I just say, what's your definition of success? So many people think that it, you know, who I don't know what, there's just different ideas of what success could be. And by me walking up to different, de- like going to different places. So different demographics, different people, different answers. And I was, it was really interesting to find that when I was in Alaska, the people that I was interviewing said living life, like really appreciating your day and being present. That really was successful. And it was, it was not every single person, but it was basically a common thread. And then I went to a different place and it was about achieving your goals, setting business goals and strategies to become successful in your business. So it was very interesting to see like different demographics of different people from all over the world having different answers to what success is. And I just, I I really genuinely want everybody to be successful. I'm not that person that is going to throw my competition and say, oh, don't go there, throw it. I'm the person that's like, go succeed, go succeed. There's so much space, like there's so much space in this world for everybody to succeed. If everybody would just appreciate the person in front of them and if everybody would like, cheer their competition on and cheer their friends on it would be a much more successful world are these videos then a sort of research and development for you to understand to understand better what is success because that's what you're you're going for or is it something else you have such a good question here because it's funny i was in natania and i was asking in israel, in israel right. and somebody came up to me i mean i came up to someone and i asked and and it was an older man and he says to me, he's, he's successful. He does, um, he's in the science field. He creates for one of the top medical, like medicine companies. He does creams and medicine. Anyways, he said, are you trying to find out what your own success is? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so interesting. I think I am. I'm trying to understand what success is um, because success means so many different things. And so many people can think success is one thing when it really when it really means something else, you know, if someone tells me Malia's success is owning um, five Teslas, but I don't care for Teslas, why is that success for me? Why? I don't care. I don't care. I could have a different car. Um, but it, it is very interesting, that point, because I think that I, I started this out by saying, okay, I'll do this one minute show and I'll just pump out content and I'll inspire people. But I think it really is helping me develop what I want to develop in the future, which is what I'm, what my goal is to sit down and have real conversations with people about, about 
the success and struggle and overcoming idea. But it does, it's interesting because the one minute videos really have impacted that idea, you know? Is this, is the Malia cam also a business of yours? Yes. So the Malia cam is just funny because I started on LinkedIn a year and a half ago and I posted one, my first video was of me painting my parents' house. I was like, okay, let's just take a paintbrush and paint. And someone messaged me, yo, you gotta, not yo, but yeah, you girl, you girl, whatever, you gotta uh, put a hashtag. I was like, a hashtag? What? Like, why would I create a hashtag? And then I thought, okay, the Malia camera, like, I just said, like, uh, on Snapchat, these apps, you know, there's a filter. It says the Malia cam. It, it says if, if your name's Tuvia, I would say the Tuvia cam, you know? Um, so for me, I just right away saw, okay, the Malia cam whatever, let's go with it. And so for a year, I've just posted videos, 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 and companies started approaching me and saying, we love your content. We love what you do. Can you make a video for me? And I was like, oh my gosh, like the Molly cam has value, like so much value. Let me create interesting videos for these companies and post it on my feed. So I started creating videos for companies and Baruch Hashem, a lot of companies have gone through the Malia cam and been super successful. And it's just like creating buzz in a fun, exciting way and letting people know what your business is really about, the heart of your business. Like, who are you? You know, I do business tours. I go to different companies and I will take a video of your office with your staff. I'll take a video of the, the, the owner saying what he does. I know I did this with Skyscraper Insurance and Chaim Berkowitz. And that video like blew up. Everybody was going crazy about it. So just things like that. It's connecting. It's doing what I love. I love connecting with people. And and now I can say the Malia cam really like took off. Thank God. Thank you, Hashem. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So do you, I'm, I'm just curious. I always thinking about uh, what we're doing over here. So do you do it for nonprofits also? Have you ever done that? I have. Like fund, like fundraisers, crowdfunding events, like yeah. is that the kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. I've done so, I've done so many. I am picky with, with those events. Yeah. Um, because I want to make sure that it's a, it's actually, um, a real organization. Someone just came to me and said, and now I don't know who this person is. Hey, can you post that? My brother's collecting money for a wedding <laughs> for me. If it, a rabbi's not under it, if I, I don't know, maybe you could have, it could be a fake account. It could be that it's fake. I don't, even though you have a Jewish name, you look like a Jewish girl. I am not going to necessarily trust that unless it's in like an official, you know, organization. But I have, I've done for organizations and it's been really amazing. I've done one after Chaim Kanievsky passed away. They found that one of the last things he gave a bracha to was for a specific organization. That organization reached out to me and said, Rav Chaim just passed away. He just blessed us. You know, that people should give to us. Can you please make a video? And for me, it's like, I've been to Rav Chaim's house more than one time. And the ways I got to Rav Chaim have been wild you don't just go to Rav Chaim's house, especially a female. And, um, I went more than once. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to post this video. So I made that video and thank God that was also, um, successful. So yeah, I do non-for-profit organizations as well. Okay. And does when, when a company hires you to do the video, that's also just a one minute video. Well, that, that so, yeah. One, one and a half minute video. Uh-huh. I like to keep my videos between a minute, minute, tops, minute and a half. I always say tops, 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 a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. 
because the LinkedIn algorithm, the way it works is you post a video, they have to screen your entire video before letting it out. So I have a harder time um, in general, like the way the algorithm works, it's, it would make sense for me to share pictures. It would, because pictures spread like this. They go through a scanner on LinkedIn, boom, the picture looks good, the words are great, boom. Um, if you notice when you do a post, a written post, it, it goes automatically, boom, done. Goes through a scanner, looks for words that they don't like, boom, it's good, it sends it off. Pictures, a little bit more. Videos, they go through the whole entire video. So by the time that's done, your video's already been out for a few minutes. By the time it's been out for a few minutes, already slow down the engagement, you know? So it is definitely harder, but I do videos because it's more powerful with a video. I just, you know, I have to be more powerful in my, uh, in my caption so that people click because the faster people click, the faster the engagement and my stuff is extremely powerful. I don't put out anything that's not powerful. I try not to, you know, what do you think about my posts? I like them. Well, the ones I've seen, I don't, I can't say I watch every single one. Of course. <laughs> I've, seen some great, I've seen some great stuff. <laughs> now, do you, um, do you spend a lot of time working on the videos and making sure that, you know, editing and cutting and this and that and, and, or do you. So if I'm hired for a video, yeah. yes. My, my last video took me like three hours uh-huh. to do, um, which I spend, I spend time on those videos. The ones that are motivation, it's when I'm inspired, I make a video. It takes me a minute. I don't, another thing that I, how I've grown my LinkedIn is I made videos and I specifically never recorded them again, one and done. And that's it. Um, I had a person on LinkedIn. He was pretty big on LinkedIn at the time. And she reached out to me. He's like, how do you create like content like this? And I said, I just do one and done. He goes, what? I do 60 times. I could re-record, re-record. I said, no, it's not worth my time. I'm inspired. Let me take a video and that's it. So the ones that I'm hired to do, I do editing features and, you know, I, I do, I, I make it very, very exciting. Um, the ones for myself that I just want to be real and inspire people. Cause I'm, you know, that's what I want to do. That is much easier, <laughs> less time. Somebody on LinkedIn who's following your feed is I mean, following your posts. Are they going to every single day? It's going to be a surprise. Sometimes it's going to be promoting a company. Sometimes it's going to be inspiration or. Yeah. So people don't even know when I promote a company, people have no idea. People have no idea which one's like, which one's an ad and which one's not because I do uh-huh. it in a way people had no idea the success event was an ad. It looked so like, yes, I am coming to this event and I'm excited and I am doing the debate, but they hired me to create this video. People didn't know that people thought right. it was my event. I said, this is not my event. I was hired to create buzz. And that's exactly what I did. So I don't, I don't necessarily talk about that. This is what I do. People just come to me and ask me to make videos. Uh, maybe I should, but I feel like I'm not sure. I'm that's my problem. I'm not sure that I want to make it known that I make videos on LinkedIn because then people are gonna be like, oh, her content's ad feeds, you know, like ads. But the ads are not just ads. Like they're 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 fun. They're cool. They're worked on, and they really get to the point of the into- what what the business is about. But you just spilled the beans. If anybody watches yes. this, they're going to know. Yes. If anybody watches this, then they'll know. And if you are watching this and you have a business, reach out to me on <laughs> LinkedIn at Molly F. Ivelson. You can email me Malia, M-A-L-Y-A-F, as in Frank, 21 at gmail.com. Okay. There you go. And are you exclusively focusing on LinkedIn or do you have a bunch of different social media? So I'm exclusively a LinkedIner. 
Um, I happen to have, uh, I had a personal Instagram account during COVID. I opened it and then I got rid of it. I'm like, I don't need this, but I do have a Hebrew hits Instagram. And I've been speaking to different producers, like Netflix producers and things like that. And they told me, you know, if you really, really, really want to grow, you have to get onto YouTube. You have to get onto Instagram, TikTok. You have to grow everywhere. The more I get onto Instagram, the more toxic I feel it is for me. I don't feel it's a healthy place. I feel it's very fake. Um, yesterday, I said as a, I was with somebody from the event and there was this guy who has tons of followers, 100,000. He's 21 years old tons of followers. And he was explaining how you have to do certain things for Instagram. He bought a really, really expensive car, fancy, fancy car. And he said he bought it for Instagram because that's what sells. That's what gets him followers. So I realized, okay, money sells and being fake sells. LinkedIn is totally the opposite. Being real sells. There's no filters on LinkedIn. If you notice, when you hold up your camera and take a video for LinkedIn, there are no filters. It's so interesting. Like Instagram, everything's a filter. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know the technical. Uh... Okay. There's filters <laughs> that filter your face. Uh-huh. That smoothen it, give you makeup, lipstick uh-huh. on you, okay. but like your, you can make your hair blonde. There's all different kinds of filters uh-huh. to change who you are. And on LinkedIn, it's not like that. Instagram. So yesterday I was with somebody from the event and I said, okay, let me try out what this kid's doing. You want money? Okay. I'll make a money type of post. So I get my bag and I look sharp and I, this whole thing and I'm like okay let's share that oh wow we're having steak for dinner great let me take a video and let's see and I said I want to do an experiment because I'm a very real person so I was like I want to do an experiment see can I be fake on Instagram and see if that actually sells because me being real on Instagram has not really gotten me that far on Instagram (laughs) honestly me and me being real on LinkedIn has gotten me far if I would be fake on LinkedIn I don't think anybody would be if I'd be posting fancy cars and all this I don't think people would be even looking at my stuff just not the way that I connect to my audience, but I'm going to try it out with Instagram. I'll let you know in a few weeks, I'm going to try out maybe making two or three stories every day that focus around being fake. And I'm going to see, I'm going to see my own experiment because I'm very into these experiments that I do. I'll see what happens. I'll see the results. (laughs) Okay. You're not going to tell people that this is a being a fake experiment. You're just going to be fake. No, no, no. I'm just going to be fake. Like (laughs) yesterday I posted something that's really, really not me. I could show what you want me to show it to the camera. Let's see it. Okay. So let me go on to my Instagram. I'm going to go on to my Instagram. Okay. Okay. We're going to go on. Go to my latest reel. Okay. So I never post on Instagram. Like things like this. It's all very real content. Okay. So if you go, if you see my feed, it's like the text shooting. I interviewed a, a like a guy who does the Marine or whatever veteran. I am having a talk here. This guy's talking about marketing, about me. This is davening. This is saying Hashem is in control. Okay. This is uh, me with Zev Brenner. This is me talking about the event, how how amazing it is. And then we've got this one. Something fake. Yeah. Everyone get ready for fake. So... That's the start of me being fake. Okay. Not only that, but then I posted this. Okay. And that happened. 
Okay. So I didn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that is. Let me sing a Manhattan. It looks exciting. Yeah. So that's Manhattan. It looks exciting. It looks money. Money. So I decided I'm going to start this little experiment. Maybe I'll do it over a month. Just focusing on these kinds of things and really seeing the reaction from this platform. And if you see my feed, that was that, that video, my, my friends, everyone's like, what is this? This is not you. Like it, I'm going to now just do this experiment for myself to see does fakeness really sell on Instagram? And if it does, then that is so sad. That is so sad. Okay. And everyone should get onto LinkedIn. <laughs> I hear, I hear people complaining on LinkedIn about how LinkedIn is fake. I mean, you could be fake anywhere if you want to be, <laughs> you can be real anywhere if you want to be. I hear what I you're hear. saying, but yeah. LinkedIn is more of a, it's called connections. It's not called a follower. Mm. LinkedIn we're called connections Instagram is called followers mm-hmm. Interesting. different so you're connecting to the person on LinkedIn ideally yeah ideally mm-hmm. <laughs> very good okay so tell me about the Hebrew Hits podcast what, what what's the focus of that okay so the Hebrew Hits podcast the whole mantra is it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference so it's also the same theme how people have risen to success no matter what stood in their way this is the whole theme that I live by I want people to be successful mm. so I interview people in the Jewish community who have had big challenges in their life. For example, let's talk about Bill Dalton, not Bill Dalton, let's talk about David Meltzer. David Meltzer is a Jewish man. He is very, very popular right now, very, very successful. Have you heard of David Meltzer? I don't think so. No? Okay. He's on Instagram. (laughs) You can check him out. Anyways, I interviewed David Meltzer and he says how he made a million dollars by the time he was 20 years old. And he was like the top of the world, but then he lost it all. Mm-hmm. And he was in bed. He didn't know what he was going to do. He's like, how am I going to get myself out of bed? And people don't know that part of his life so much. People see a successful guy now. He's the co-founder of Sports One Marketing. So he was at that like the bottom, bottom part of his life. And he stayed in bed for a little bit. And then he says how he lifted himself up. And his goal now is to make 1 billion people happy. He wants to make 1 billion people happy. And he lifted himself up. He retaught himself all the tools that he learned when he was 20 years old to become successful and he taught himself, and now he is extremely successful. And I said to him, how are you going to make 1 billion people happy? People can't even make themselves happy. Like, what are you saying? And he said to me, well, I make you happy. You make someone else happy. He said he needs 1,000 people to make 1,000 people happy in order to get to 1 billion people. Mm-hmm. And I hope that really is the right number. Um, but... I'm saying that's what he told me. And I thought that's so interesting. Not that he necessarily has to impact every single person's life, but he has to impact one person's life. And that's the power of smiling at someone or doing something nice to someone. You impact that impact that person's life. That person then goes and impacts your life and you impact the next person's life. It all started from that first smile. And um, I feel like it always goes full circle. You know, that person that first gave a smile always gets a smile back somehow. Mm-hmm. So he's doing it through his his esports marketing. He's he's giving people the sports, which makes people happy. Is that is that the idea? Or sports marketing is he's marketing sports teams. So he he's like very involved with these professional sports teams. It's very yeah. very very cool. Um, he is making people happy through just speaking to anybody. Really, mm-hmm. like I spoke to him, and he he's very much into like his family, his his children. He's very much into making people happy, and I think that. Another common denominator about being successful, people who are not, people who are successful are not there for themselves. Like, oh, I 
want to do this. Like he's saying, I want to make a billion people happy. I want to make an impact on others' lives. When you're there to like serve other people, I feel like that also helps you become more successful. Just thinking about the numbers. He's going he's to have to take a million people and make them get a thousand people happy because a thousand thousands is a million. Exactly. That's what, that's what he wanted? A million people to make a thousand people happy? He said he wants to take a thousand people to make a thousand people happy. And that, I was that makes one million. Right. I know. So I was okay. thinking the math doesn't really add up, but I think he had some other calculation in his brain that those a thousand people will tell another thousand. Another okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that. I, I think it, it's just, uh-huh. that's what he says. One billion. Uh-huh. This is number. How, now, how did you get, did you get started in this, in this whole space of social media with, with the podcast or with the Molly Kim? What, what did it, where did it start from? So it actually is funny. I've been in radio, by the way, people don't know this. I've been in non-Jewish radio for many years, since 2017. I have got, I've been on non-Jewish radio for two and a half years. I flew out to Ryan Seacrest. I went out to WFAN, 10, 10 wins, 880 news, one, two, seven, you name it. I've been there. And I was really, really, really growing in the space of, not, of non-Jewish radio. And when I went out to Ryan Seacrest, they told me, listen, Molly, you have two choices. Like there's two things, not to judge. You have two things that you can do. You can either, um, you can either travel, like you can either do radio full time, whatever, and go for it, or you don't do radio. So I was like, Hey, I want to do radio. Great. So we got that out of the way. Now there's two things that you have to do. If you want to be on the radio, number one is you have to push yourself every single day, go out there and meet the people. They're like, you're doing that. You literally flew, flew from New York to California to meet Ryan Seacrest's executive team. Like literally I met with the top people. Um, they're like that you're doing. The next thing is if radio calls you to go out to Oklahoma, you have to go. If it calls, like you're not necessarily going to be in New York, wherever radio sends you, you go. And he said, look around the room. That person's not married. That person is not in a relationship. That person's divorced. That every, not one person in the room was in a relationship. And I said, Hmm, I want to have a family. I don't want to live like that. So I said, why don't I start, why don't I come back, you know, home and try to figure something out and not do non-Jewish radio. And it was really like, I worked so hard for this. I, I love radio. And so I started a podcast before I got into LinkedIn, before I had a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And then I got into LinkedIn and I said, okay, I got into LinkedIn by a fluke. There's this guy named David Stanton. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. And he calls me up and he's like, you got to get on LinkedIn. Got to get on LinkedIn. I'm like, I don't know. What is this thing? I don't know how to use LinkedIn. And so when I posted my first video, I woke up the next day and I saw I had like crazy reactions, crazy amount of views. And I said, I'm not getting nearly as many views on Instagram as I'm getting on LinkedIn, I'm staying on this platform. So I stayed on LinkedIn in the beginning for selfish reasons. Cause wow, my content is spreading on LinkedIn. It's not spreading on Instagram. So I stayed there. And then the next day after my first post, I created the Molly cam. And I realized if I can give everybody a lesson a day of how to be more successful or motivate people, that's what I want to do. So that's what my content really started with motivating people. Okay. Tell me, when you talk about non-Jewish radio, were you going to be the field reporter? There's going to be a tornado in, in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? It's news? I, so I, I did news. So I, I would wake up at like 5 a.m. when I did a few things. So I, I started my first, I did the NASA mix. So I did a, a D, like I was a jock, a radio jock, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I dealt with the board. I would raise, you know, the, the faders in and out, potentiometers, all that stuff. I was the one that was playing the music on the radio. Uh-huh. And I was speaking in between. I was like, and Justin Bieber on the NASA Mix, 90, 90.3 WHPC. I'm your host, Malia, blah, 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 blah. Justin Bieber, did you know Justin Bieber just got married? 
oh my gosh, do you think this marriage is going to last? Do you think this marriage is not? Well, don't go away because we've that? got one direction up next. And then I would, that is what I did for like a while. And then I started doing the morning show, which I would wake up at 5 a.m. And I would go down to the station from seven to nine. We do the morning show, talk about nothing. Oh my God, do you know that I made myself breakfast today and the breakfast spilled on the floor and I had to wipe it up and then I slipped and really, really the morning show is about nothing, like really nothing. And then I continued the Nassau mix like at 12. So I did seven to nine and then I had break and did 12. And then I also stayed for the news. So the news I did from like 4.30 to 5, but I also had to gather research from like 2 to 4. Then I had to practice a little bit before getting on air. But that was, the news was with, so the NASA mix was just me, just me playing music and talking. The morning show was me with four or five other people. And the news was me with four other four or five other people. So there would be the host, you know, um, talk, like introducing everything. And then there would be the guy behind the screen, pushing all the buttons with the commercials, with the news. And then there'd be like three other people talking about national news, international news, and then just like, hilarious things that happened so um it was news also but it wasn't necessarily only news it was a lot of different different things did you get the feeling i i I got the feeling that if you moved into linkedin you liked eventually you you took that and what you're planning on building for yourself um has to do with all this being real and uh, imagine that that experience which was probably sounds like right after high school was was a lot of a lot of uh immersing yourself in the fake so it's interesting. Um, it, it was, but it was also the coolest thing. I was never that. I was never happier. I remember I left the the honor studio. I went down and um, you could send an email to apply. Or I said I'm going to go down in person. I'm not going to leave without a job. Went down, spoke with the director. His name is Sean. I spoke to him and I said, Sean, I'm not leaving here without a job. You either let me stamp the envelopes. I'll do anything. What do you want me to do? And he said, and I took his phone at one point and I started showing him Snapchat, you know, I'm like, oh, look, I can see these videos on Snapchat. He's like, you know what? I really like your voice. Can you stay till five today? And I'm like, oh, it's only two. I have no food. I'm starving. I stay till five. Why am I staying till five? And I, that's what's going through my mind. And I'm like, sure, I can stay till five. Sure. What do you need? So he says, okay, you're going to do the news tonight. I said, what do you mean I'm doing the news? He's like, you're going to gather information. Don't worry. It's going to be perfect. And I ran outside. I called my mom and I was like, mom. I was like, I'm being on the news tonight. Do you understand this? I was so happy. I remember I was never happier. It was like, I felt so good. I was like, well, I'm doing something for me. Like, this is what I love to do. I love talking. And I never thought I could make a career out of talking. So um, I went on the news. I remember he came in mid-broadcast. And he said, you are golden on the mic. You're staying. And the interns there were a little bit like, ah, this girl comes in out of nowhere. We And like, she just gets put on the news. Like she gets, she gets to go on the on-air studio. We're here for three months. We weren't allowed in. Like what's happening here? And I ended up starting. I was a little bit like nervous. I don't know if you've ever been down to a radio station. I wasn't nervous with the people, but I was just like, the environment was so not what I was used to. I came from like a very, very basic Yako family, Shivish, you know, like from, from birth, all that. And I was thrown into this like new world where everybody's like eating pizza together and everybody's hugging everybody and cursing and throwing like baseballs across the room. And there's, they're hitting the, the, the computers. And I was like, Whoa, what is happening down here? So I came down very proper. People hated me, hated me. 
what is Malia doing? Why is she praying in the room? And I'm like, well, you can't curse in front of me. We can't curse in front of you. And, and I was like, ah, come give me a hug. Oh, I can't touch you. No, I can't touch men. They hated me until they loved me. I won their trust and I won their, I guess they appreciated who I was because I wasn't just someone that came in and just thought I was better than them. They told me a few months later, I became like, they, it was a, it was a chevra and it was amazing. They told me, you know, Malia, when you first came down here, we hated you. I was able to tell because I didn't have any friends. And I, I was like, what changed? And they're like, we really, really, really hated you. And now like we see that you're not here to tell us that we're wrong. We thought that you were here and you thought you were better than us. We thought that you thought, oh, wow, like you're all covered and you can't touch us and you can't eat our pizza. But they're like, we really respect you because you have standards. I was praying just a few months later in the back studio. So there's a few different studios in the studio, the on-air studio. There's the studio for the producers. There's the recording studio in the back pre-recording studio. There's a bunch of different ones. I was in the practice studio where anybody could do anything. And I guess people were preparing for the news broadcast. I was in there davening in the middle of Shimon Esrei. A guy walked in that originally hated me and said, shh, everyone, while he's praying, shh, everyone, shh. And he quieted down the whole place. And I went over to, I went over to Master and I was like, you know, I, I don't want to take up your space. Even if I'm praying, come in, feel free, do whatever you want to do. He's like, no, you're praying. Another story happened. I was sitting there. Everybody's producing on the computers. And a guy said, oh, F you. Like, he didn't curse me. He was like, something happened to the computer. I said, oh. And I was sitting there and I just was like, he turns to me. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't notice that you were in the room. If I knew that you were in the room, I would have never said that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I would have, I'm telling you, I'm not cursing in front of you anymore. I'm not cursing in front of you. And I was like, oh my gosh. To the point that the director of, okay, the director of the radio station started buying me kosher food. Wow. It was insane. <laughs> it was crazy. I was just like, everyone's eating their pizza and everything. And he gets me some kosher stuff. And it was wild. It was wild. Like, everybody knew that they don't give me hugs. Like, a guy came like this. And he's like, oh, sorry, right, right, right. You don't touch men. But it's crazy that if you really stick to your standards and you respect yourself, people will respect you. You don't have to feel that you have to lower yourself and do what they want to make someone like you. I went into this radio station doing, living up to my standards and people did hate me and they came around because they saw that I stuck with it. And that's why they respected me. And it's like, it's wild story. As the world as it is right now has such a problem with people hating each other for for being, you know, for standing up for something that they believe in. And the, and I think what you're telling me, what I'm, what I'm seeing from your story is that they only hate you because they don't know you. Yeah. Once there's a human connection and they, they, they realize why you're doing it and what, and, and the meaning it has to you, then they love you for it. How are we going to get past this? That's gonna- amazing. That is so on point, by the way, what you pulled out. It's so on point. Um, I think that we really need to connect to one another. There needs to be a lot more connection, a lot more people. Instead of just looking at the surface, it's let's talk. Let's have five minutes of a real conversation. 
once a week, once a week, sit down with someone who may not have someone to talk to. It could be anybody in your family, friend. And I also will say just because someone looks on the outside that they're perfect and their life is perfect does not mean that they're not struggling so much on the inside. And by us just having real conversations with someone, calling someone up once a week, it's not so hard. Hi, how are you? How's everything going? How's your life? Let's talk about you. How are you? Nothing to do with me, right? How are you? And really focus for five minutes on how that person's day is. It will make a change not only in their life, but it'll make a change in your life as well. It'll make you a happier person because you're giving of yourself and of your time to someone else. Beautiful. I don't think we could end on a higher note than that. So Molly, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you said you said how people can get in touch with you and how they can follow your accounts. Um, yeah, people can follow me on LinkedIn, Malia Feivelson. That's M-A-L-Y-A-F-E-I-V-E-L-S-O-N. My email address is Malia, M-A-L-Y-A, F as in Frank. Don't say, don't type in Malia F as in Frank. It's Malia F21 <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Hebrew underscore hits to see my experiments unfold. Okay, looking forward to watching where, it's, where you're going to take it. And thank you for your inspiring message. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I had no idea coming on this show what I was going to be talking about. And I'm just so happy because this is a very real conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Okay, I also had no idea. And I'm glad that we, we made it real. Yes, okay. I'm so, so happy. It's been great connecting with you. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Malia. Thanks. You've just listened to another great episode of Our Tribe, the podcast, brought to you by the Podcast Fellowship and hosted by Rabbi Tovia Kopstein. Tune in each week, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time to hear more great episodes of Our Tribe, the podcast. If you have any suggestions or questions, email us at ourtribe at podcastfellowship.org. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to help the tribe thrive.